the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. About 150 people on motorbikes and in cars holding a rally through the streets of Barcelona today, waving Spanish and official Catalan flags to demonstrators honking horns to show their solidarity with Spain's national police, cracking down on that independence move. What we have seen today is Spain, on paper at least, taking direct control of Catalonia affairs, firing the region's officials right after the regional lawmakers passed the Declaration of Independence on Friday. That is correspondent Aritz Para. America is in the midst of its deadliest drug epidemic, but not the first wave after wave of drug scourges to plague the country at one time or the other, and there have been recurring similarities as well. Experts say a look at the past may offer some new lessons for how to face a new epidemic. Now that President Trump is vowing to do more to fight the opioid crisis. This is SRN News. Larry Elder is continually dumbfounded by the media. The Harvey Weinstein scandal uh, is now being used by the left to say, well, Donald Trump did the same thing. So uh, we've elected uh, Donald Trump. We've done uh, Harvey Weinstein. The, the issue is really, really, really not just what's going on in Hollywood. The issue is well, Donald Trump. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock, and that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the local one, the headliner, Mitch Berg. He is up next with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for the closer, Brad Carlson. And always tune in to King Banyan over on Business 1440. It's the best place for economic insight. It's the King Banyan Show. Business 1440, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9 from the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center. We'll get up to 35 cloudy into this evening. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Uh, gosh, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Excuse me, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Oh man, wow, it's already one o'clock. Oh man, uh, my name Mitch Berg. My blog. Oh man, uh, excuse me, excuse me. My blog shot the dark dot info, and um, I, I got. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't normally catch me like this on the radio. Uh, normally, I'm kind of high energy and. Uh, and and kind of over the top ask it morrissey i'm i pack more energy into a, a in, into a, a bounce of the view meter than the nine out of ten other radio hosts out there but uh, excuse me oh kind of caught me by surprise that time uh, i i gotta confess i started in radio as a 15 year old in, in 1979 and 
it's that's you count you do the math. That's thirty eight years on and mostly off. Uh, excuse me. In the radio, oh man, sorry. God, in the radio business, uh, it's been a, a while. And I've seen a lot of things come and go. I've seen news departments leave radio stations. I've seen the union uh, disappear in the private sector pretty much. I've, I've seen uh, radio stations go from being staffed by humans to, in many cases, computers in closets. But one thing I've never seen, uh, today is a first. In all my years in radio, I've never had a radio station completely run out of coffee before. Never happened. Not once. In all my years in this business, in and out of this business, it's never happened. Never. Until today. Completely out of coffee here at AM 1280, The Patriot. And so I'm just going to uh, see if somebody stashed a five-hour energy underneath the board here. Hang on. Oh, cool. Ah. All right, sort of like Popeye and his uh, and his spinach. That's me. Hey, we got a big show coming up today. Uh, we, it's it's a, a lot of stuff going on here today. We've got, of course, many going to have Apple City Council candidates, uh, Bruce Lundeen and Jason Kovacs on the broadcast here today. Uh, part of the continuing effort to move the needle uh, towards the Red Tribe in Minneapolis, uh, which of course is one of the most far gone blue cesspools in America. But I'm going to talk just a little bit about the cesspool that I live in, uh, St. Paul. It's it's a city that is marginally less insane than Minneapolis, a place that a place that so far has had the common sense not to elect someone like an Alondra Cano uh, to office. But give it time. They keep trying. I mean, remember, this is a city that actually had a Republican mayor in the last 15 years. So and, and actually was working in sort of a pro-growth sort of mode up through that time. And, and of course, that's those days are in the past. So this is there, there's a lot going on. We have another mayoral race coming up, in, actually in both the Twin Cities. And by the way, I should point out, next week on the broadcast, I will be breaking with my tradition of never endorsing candidates to endorse a candidate for mayor of Minneapolis. That's right. It hardly ever happens because I figure for two reasons. Number one, I want you, the voter, to do your thinking for yourself. And number two, I am just a weekend talk show host from Palookaville. No one cares what I think. But these are times for good people to stand up and endorse the people that, that need to be endorsed and to, to put themselves on the line to support the people that need to be supported towards the good ends. And so I'm going to be endorsing a candidate next Saturday for mayor of Minneapolis. And I'll be telling you exactly why I'm endorsing this person for mayor of Minneapolis. It, it may surprise some of you. I don't know. It could happen. But let's talk for a minute about my uh, blue cesspool, St. Paul. A controversy broke out this past week. Uh, in recent week, uh, some time ago, uh, the home of one of the candidates, a fellow named Melvin Carter, who's been a Minneapolis city councilman for quite some time, was burgled, was robbed, was was cleaned out by a burglar who, by the way, has been arrested. And there's a, that's another interesting uh, part of the story as well. This burglar has been arrested, and yet most of the most of the story in this story is bubbling around not the burglar, but the victim. Now the victim was Minneapolis, uh, excuse me, rather St. Paul City Councilman Melvin Carter, 
who is one of very few African uh, one of very few African Americans in the history of the, mini, of the St. Paul City Council, the only one currently sitting, I believe, on the City Council. He is a candidate for mayor. He's he believes he's waited his turn to run for mayor of uh, St. Paul, and so he's one of the candidates uh, for mayor. Now, the St. Paul Police Federation is run by a fellow named Sergeant Dave Titus, who. Of course, like police unions in pretty much every major metropolitan area is a wholly owned subsidiary of the DFL or alternately a wholly owning stakeholder of the DFL. The police union endorsement counts for a lot and they are endorsing a fellow named Pat Harris, who is another uh, currently sitting city councilman. Another person who has done his time in the DFL food chain working his way up. He is a person who could not get elected to office in Minneapolis because he's too moderate believe it or not. He's probably the, if you live in St. Paul, he's probably the closest thing the DFL offers in the mayor's race to an acceptable uh, candidate. And that's not saying much. That's, that's, that's tuning down the importance of the word acceptable almost to the, the, the point of indecipherable. Anyway, recently Melvin Carter's home was burgled. And among the things that were stolen were a couple of firearms couple of firearms that apparently belonged to his father, a long-serving St. Paul uh, policeman. And, by the way, a, a lot of ammunition with those uh, those former service firearms. Now, there's a lot of rumors going on around about this, but uh, about what happened. There's people on both sides of the debate. And bear in mind, the people on both sides of this debate are DFLers. So this is a case of the left eating its own in St. Paul, which... Of course, is always a glorious thing to see, but I I come not to bury Melvin Carter today. I come to show Melvin Carter that we stand on some common ground, because Councilman Carter, if you're listening today, you might be a politician, but as far as you know, otherwise, you are a law-abiding citizen, and I have no ind- indication anywhere on the public record, that you don't follow the rules, that you that you aren't a perfectly law-abiding citizen. Now, before we go into the, my open letter that I'm going to give audio, in audio form right now, here on this broadcast, I want to talk about this, this mailer. It was sent out, signed by Dave Titus, president of the St. Paul Police Federation. It says, <clears throat> wake up, St. Paul. In 2017, so far, the East Side has had 10 homicides, up from three during the same time in 2016. Well, that's true. Uh, rape is up 32%. Aggravated assault is up 8%. Robbery is up 15%. There were 1,100 reports of shots fired. Oh, yeah, there is a problem out on the east side. And by the way, that problem is largely conf- heavily confined to an area along East 7th Street uh, up in Dayton's Bluff. You go north, yeah, you radiate out from there. There's problems, but they drop off pretty fast in, in the area around 7th and Payne, uh, all, all the way up to, I don't know, probably Forest Street. Not a big area, but it's it's getting kind of nasty up there. Has been for years. Uh, the the flyer continues as gun violence rages across St. Paul. By the way, St. Paul has about one third the the violent rate of violent crime Minneapolis has. But as gun violence rages across St. Paul, gun violence rages across St. Paul. No, no, no. Criminal violence rages across St. Paul. Melvin Carter has shown zero interest in public safety. Had Carter called the police immediately upon learning of his own home being burglarized recently, his two guns would most likely not be on the street today. Over, and the, the flyer goes on to say, 
Over 100 shots have been fired since August 15th when Melvin Carter's guns went missing. Now, this is, this is by the way, a sign, this is a flyer signed by Dave Titus, uh, president of the St. Paul Police Federation, who says we need a mayor that will make public safety a priority. Now, there are those in St. Paul and Minnesota public life who are saying that this is purely a racist act by Dave Titus. And I'm here to tell you that it's a distinction without a difference. Because, Councilman Carter, I am here to tell you that you're getting smeared by the police union, which, by the way, is an integral part of the Metro DFL establishment. I mean, they without without the police union, the, the Metro DFL loses one of its big, quote, establishment, end quote, supporters, one of its few ties to mainstream, regular, everyday, middle-class, work-a-daddy-hug-a-mommy citizens of all races. By the way, it's their integral part of the Metro DFL system that you, Melvin Carter, are also a loyal, elective, and powerful part of, as evidenced by the fact that you are, I don't know, running for mayor and in some circles considered to be uh, have an inside shot at that race. But the police union is smearing you for things that were not your fault. I mean, the burglary was not your fault. They, they are attempting to tie the burglary of your house to events that you are not in any way responsible for. I mean, the rise in violence on the east side uh, is not tied to the two guns that were stolen from your house. And And by the way, this is all happening even as the person who allegedly burgled your house who is the bad guy here, uh, is going to slide anonymously and without any ceremony towards the inevitable, eventual catch-and-release date because he's been arrested some, on some other crime. He went to trial yesterday, and dollars will get you donuts. He's back out on the street in a, in a week or two. And bet you almost anything that the burg- burglary of, of Councilman uh, Carter's firearms uh, doesn't get him an extra day in jail. So in other words, Melvin Carter, you're on you as a person, as a citizen, are on the business end of the same collective smear Big Left dishes out to all of us, all of us law-abiding gun owners, black and white, and every other race in between, blaming the law-abiding citizen, yourself, myself, for the actions of the criminal, a- attempting to burden the law-abiding while scrupulously ignoring the criminal. Now, lead- I believe it was the leader of the St. Paul NAACP, although I could be wrong on that, uh, yesterday said on Minnesota Public Radio that this story has shows all the evidence of, of being, quote, a racist dog whistle. That uh, and, and as to be expected, the, the, the race pimps are doing their best to grab a hold of this issue, as, by the way, they have every right to do, and, and they're not wrong, because there is a legitimate question to be asked. Would the police federation have written something like this about a white city councilman who'd been burgled? Well, I'm going to answer that when we come back. 651-289-4488. And my answer may surprise some of you if you haven't been paying attention for this last 14 years. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. The boys are here again. 
When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boom box that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon. Echo. Hey folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. Grandpa Pat, I'm trying to find the cheapest bike. The cheapest or the one that costs the least amount of money? It's the same thing. Not exactly, Ian. You gotta consider initial price, warranty, and the cost of repairing or replacing it when it doesn't last. So cheapest up front isn't the lowest cost? It's kind of like a Blue Ox heating and air system. When you weigh the initial investment, warranty, utility cost, and lifespan, Blue Ox is your best value. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Grandpa Pat. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air at 7634-BLUE-OX today. The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Should you care to join me, and I hope you do. Also, you also join me at hashtag N-A-R-N, short for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Monitoring both channels of communication as well as Facebook. Either way, hope you can join us. We're talking with Bruce Lundeen, Republican candidate for Minneapolis City Council shortly. Jason Kovacs later on in the broadcast. Working, by the way, I'll be in for Brad Carlson tomorrow, uh, sitting in on the closer edition of the broadcast. What do I have coming up tomorrow? Oh, this should be interesting. Uh, waiting out of here on a very uh, prominent national guest tomorrow. I can't go into details because it 
about 50-50 chance it won't happen. So either tomorrow will be a very prominent natural, national guest on a hot-button topic or just the same stuff with me. Either way, it'll be a fun show. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. We're talking about Melvin Carter and the uh, St. Paul City uh, St. Paul Mayor's race uh, in which the St. Paul Police Union this past week, by the way, which is synonymous with uh, the DFL. I mean, it's it's the paramilitary wing of the D- No, that's not true. That's not true. It's the union that represents the police, and it is pretty much the mainstream union uh, support for the DFL in St. Paul and the entire metro area, to be honest. But they are, again, uh, pretty much a wholly owned subsidiary of the DFL. They're endorsing Melvin Carter's opponent. They released a fairly scabrous attack on Melvin Carter this past week. By the way, Pat Harris is Melvin Carter's opponent. He disclaims any involvement uh, with the flyer, as does Dave Titus, who uh, was called upon to resign by Mayor Chris Coleman. uh, Because goodness knows uh, that'll solve St. Paul's problems. (laughs) Anyway, Melvin Carter, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm finding common ground with you because you or on the business end of exactly the same collective smear the big left dishes out to all law-abiding gun owners all the time. To you and to me, blaming the law-abiding for the actions of the criminal and seeking to burden the law-abiding but ignoring uh, the criminals. And just you watch. The guy who burgled your house, Councilman Carter, will go free. It's those of us who are citizens of St. Paul, who've lived through the way the justice system works in St. Paul and Minneapolis, and the first couple rings of suburbs know exactly how it's going to go. He's going to be out on the street in no time. He'll be burglaring someone else's house, maybe mine. Who knows? So this is part of the same bigotry against law-abiding gun owners that all of us law-abiding gun owners face in the metro area. They are blaming you for things that are not your fault that you didn't control for. And, and by the way, they're trying to blame you for things that aren't even against the law. The, the the guns that were stolen were in a locked box. There are people who say, well, aren't you, doesn't the law say you're supposed to leave it in a safe? No, no, you're supposed to leave it secured, so a gun secured so kids under 16 can't get at them. That's what Melvin Carter apparently allegedly did. Now, again, there are people out there in St. Paul public life, in, in Metro Minnesota public life, who are calling it an act of racism. But wait, it's not bigotry against gun owners. It's racism. Someone is going has already said. I, I, it's not a matter of future tense. It has been said yesterday. To which my response is, why choose? It's both. I mean, bigotry is bigotry unthinking, unreasoning prejudice against people, whether it's for things they choose to be or don't choose to be, is bigotry. Slandering people for things that are not their fault because they are just who they are is bigotry. And by the way, coming at it from the opposite point of view, the roots of gun control are irredeemably, inseparably tied up with racism. I mean, America's first 150 years of gun control laws, no, no, almost 200 years of gun control laws in America were aimed not at fighting crime, but at disarming black people. 
You go back to America before the revolution and immediately after the revolution. And, and the gun control laws that existed at the time when the Second Amendment was accepted in its original form, as the Supreme Court reaffirmed it in the last 10 years here, uh, was that owning a firearm and having the right to keep and bear arms was a God-given part of your right as a citizen, as a human, unless you're black, unless you were a slave, in which case owning a gun could get you killed, could be a capital offense in some jurisdictions. Certainly was was outlawed and barred. Even if you were a freedman, if even if you were an African American who'd obtained their freedom or had never been enslaved, in most jurisdictions, even in the North, gun control laws existed to keep them disarmed. And since 1968, that has been the entire motivation for gun control for excuse me, gun violence prevention and gun safety has been disarming black people. Keeping black people and other people that make our urban, white, upper-middle-class, liberal masters uncomfortable, keeping them all disarmed. So no bigotry is better than any other kind of bigotry, and none is more acceptable. And gun control of the type that the Metro DFL supports with the same level of thought that Pavlov's dog used in answering the bell and, and getting his treat, is inextricably wound up with racism. There is no other explanation to it. If you're a DFLer who'd like to argue with me about that, I urge you to do so. 651-289-4488. But until then, all I can say is welcome to the party, Councilman Carter. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might want to rethink your, your party's assumptions about all the rest of us since you're being tarred with the same brush that all the rest of, of us are getting. You, you're not, you, you are being blamed for things just like all the rest of us, of all races. You're being blamed for things that you didn't do. And you are not responsible for the rise in gun crime on the east side, Councilman Carter. You don't represent the East Side, I don't believe. And, I mean, other than the culpability you share with the city's government and its ruling class and the political class, of, of which you, Councilman Carter, are a powerful part, of course. I mean, the DFL is in a significant way responsible for uh, the rise in crime uh, throughout both uh, of, of the Twin Cities. We'll talk about that later on the broadcast here. 651 289-4488 is the number to call. Hope you can join us there. By the way, this past Tuesday night, if you missed it, I'm going to drive you crazy telling you about it for a moment here. This past uh, Tuesday night was an evening with Elder, and if you didn't make it there, you missed a great event. Now, all these Salem events at AM1280 The Patriot are a lot of fun, whether it's Michael Medved, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt. All of them are great presentations. They're all very, very different, of course. Uh, Dennis Prager is is incredibly erudite and learned, and and you learn so much. You feel like your brain's about ready to pop with all the new stuff you're learning when you go see Dennis Prager. Uh, just he exists on an intellectual plane that 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 nobody else in the the media in America today does. Uh, just an amazing thinker, an amazing mind, and the fact that he's on talk radio every day uh, goes a long way to to refute some of the things that people say about talk radio that, that I then go on and. Reestablished. Uh, Michael Medved, similar, very, very erudite guy, very, very articulate spokesman about pop culture, politics, 
and conservatism. Uh, Hugh Hewitt, of course, knows where the bodies are buried politically. The guy's the wonk's wonk. Uh, three very different personalities, all of them a lot of fun to, to watch and uh, watch them do the voodoo they do. Larry Elder, again, a very smart guy, a lawyer, went to, I think, Michigan Law School, same as Hugh Hewitt, uh, and just a very, very sharp guy, incredibly personable. I can honestly say now that I have closed down parties or bars with Larry Elder, Hugh Hewitt, Dennis Prager, and Michael Medved, all four of them. <laughs> So I can add that to my list right now. By the way, Larry Elder, delightful guy in person. We hung out at the uh, Mar- at the after party at the Marriott afterwards until oh, one thirty a.m. I think it was. Got to be a late night. I don't do many of those anymore, but it was just a wonderful time. And next time we, we put up one of those events. By the way, which sold out in record time for the number of seats involved. I mean, the number of seats per day that were sold uh, broke all records. I mean, at least all paid records here at the station. I mean. The Narns debate party in 2004 still holds the record, I think, for people showing up on no notice. But that was free. Uh, This one, by the way, thanks to the good folks at Lucky Station. Uh, If you get a chance to stop by any of the Lucky Station stores, there's 10 of them in the metro area. By all means, stop by, say hi, and thank you for uh, bringing. They brought Larry Elder to town on six weeks notice. That was the crazy part. They just up and decided they want to have Larry Elder in town. They talked to the station. They cut the deal. To town he came, and it was a wonderful time. And I think Lucky's earned themselves a lot of good customers uh, that night. And I certainly hope uh, you uh, you all will join me in being one of Lucky's new customers. Uh, it was a great public service to community. And Larry Elder is just a delightful uh, speech to listen to. And I hope you, uh, by the way, if you're there, feel free to give us a call later on the broadcast. Love to hear your impressions of Larry Elder. But uh, first, it's time for us to talk a little bit of Minneapolis politics. Uh, joining us next after the break, Bruce Lundeen, GOP candidate for Minneapolis City Council. When we come back, go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My friends, it's time to tell you about Relief Factor, this phenomenal product. Now, here's the key. You can get all the relief pain benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. Let me tell you, years ago after a surgery, I took a lot of ibuprofen, and there are terrible side effects. It's a magical thing as well if you take very little. But if you want to constantly take an anti-inflammatory, Relief Factor is extraordinary. It is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need a relief. So, all I ask you to do is go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. You wouldn't wash half the dishes because it saved you money on dish soap. Steamatic reminds you that many companies might save you a little money on cleaning part of an air duct system, but that's like washing half the dishes. Hi, I'm John McNamara, owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. We clean the entire air duct system. That's the sure way of controlling your indoor air quality, reducing indoor allergy and asthma triggers, and making sure your business and home are creating the best air quality for work and family. 
While we're cleaning your air ducts, have Steamatic check for mold. We've had a lot of moisture problems this year, and if conditions permit, mold can grow almost anywhere in a home or business. For duct cleaning or mold remediation, it's Steamatic. Steamatic is a local, veteran-owned business, and I've earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call me and bring your indoor air quality back to where it should be for the winter. Dial 651-481-4991. 651-481-4991. My mission is to be the best when your situation may be at its worst. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Coffee emergency averted. Forgot all about the tea stockpile that exists in the, uh, over in the craft services area. Disaster averted. The show can go on. Actually, the show's going to go on either way because this is what I do one day a week. Yes, I'm vamping up to the post. What are you going to do about it? Northern Alliance, AF 1280, the portrait. There we go. I don't know why I don't use this as a bumper every week. Dedicate that one to my kids. 651-289-4488. We talk a lot about Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis, and we do it for a reason, because it's a basket case. The north side is falling apart. It has a higher crime rate than the country of Honduras, which is the highest crime rate in the world uh, in terms of a country. It's not a fair comparison, but politics isn't fair. Suck it up, tough it out, do the best you can. Uh, And one of the reasons Minneapolis is such a basket case financially, criminologically, socially, uh, infrastructurally, is because it is a one-party city. It is no less a one-party city than Berlin in 1975 was a one-party city, and with similar results. The only way to ever change that in Minneapolis and St. Paul is to have a viable second party. And by second party, I don't mean the Greens or the Socialists. I mean an actual opposition party that's out there to hold the DFL machine or accountable or preferably chase them out of office. 
And one of the people that's with us today working on on moving that needle is uh, Minneapolis Ward 10 GOP-endorsed city council candidate Bruce Lundeen joining us right now. Bruce, welcome to the broadcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Mitch. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here, uh, Bruce. You uh, Tell us a little bit. Let's talk about your candidacy in a moment. Let's talk about you first. Tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point. Well, you know, I was born in this city, and uh, I come from a strong DFL family. In fact, my... Uh, Ancestry would be spinning in their graves if they knew I was running as a Republican. Oh yeah, I've uh, <laughs> I've, I've got the same thing. My mom uh, is a was actually a, a de- Democrat candidate for office. They call it the NPL in North Dakota, mm-hmm. and uh, the Dem NPL. And uh, yeah, when her friends ask her what her son does. She tells them I'm in prison rather than tell them I'm a conservative <laughs> talk show host. So, and my grandmother was a, a, a conser- uh, was a Republican until the day she died, mm-hmm. then she became a Democrat. So, uh, yeah, we've mm-hmm. got uh, it's it's uh, the jokes just keep writing themselves. But Minneapolis, it it may not be entirely a joke. It's, you have to wonder. It's a bit of a tragedy. It really is. What's happened to what, what has been one of America's great cities? Uh, mm-hmm. at, Thirty years ago, people were calling it the Athens of the United States, and nobody's calling it that anymore for some reason. Yeah. Did you know that uh, MSN uh, on their uh, homepage, they came out with Minneapolis being one of uh, the worst cities in America to live in? I had not seen yeah, that. I, I, you know, it went by on the screen and I didn't, I didn't know how to save it, but I, uh, yeah. I would like to put it on my Facebook page. I will have to. You probably just Google it. I mean, it's probably not the only example of it out there because Minneapolis, I mean, when I moved down here, Minneapolis was generally affordable. Crime was present. Well, of course, that was a very high crime period in American mm-hmm. history. 1985 was one of America's all-time peaks for crime. And yet and Minneapolis went on to peak in the early 90s as Murderapolis. So it, it got worse. Crime, in fact, in, in Minnesota is a fraction, probably about well under a half of what it was 30 years ago. And Minneapolis, on the other hand, the crime keeps going up. The budget keeps going up. The achievement gap in Minneapolis schools was one of the worst in the country five years ago and hasn't improved one iota, notwithstanding the fact that we're pouring money into the place like uh, a thoroughbred racehorse owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it just the, the voters of Minneapolis just keep sending the same pack of clowns back to office. You know, it would seem that that. It would change better or faster than it has. It, you know, when I was growing up, it was a bit of a racist city, right. you know, against the uh, Jews at that time. Right. And uh, now less so. Now we seem to capitalize on the black people. Well, yeah. And we'll talk about that in just a moment here. So mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, what you do in real life. What did you do before you decided to run for office? Well, you know, I've been uh, a heating and, and uh, cooling contractor for the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, before that, I... I had a variety of jobs. I lived on both coasts. I was working as a uh, commercial fisherman on offshore trawlers. Okay. And worked, did a little work on tugboats and something for the tour. As a North Dakota native, I, I, I'm completely on board with that. We're a maritime people, <laughs> too. That's right. So, yeah. so what was so, you seem like a fairly sensible person, got some common sense. What on earth prompted you to try to run for Minneapolis City Council? Well, I, my mother was very deeply involved in politics and, and great opinions. And I think that was a lot of motivation. Uh, a very wise woman, uh, one of KSTP's uh, 10, um, or I'm sorry, the radio station out there on Highway 55. Yeah, that's right. The, the former Evil Talk Empire. My, my, yeah. my alma mater. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of America's finest or something like that. She won some award huh. uh, for her opinions. Worked downtown for 20 years, uh, or for many 20 years. And I lived, uh, I grew up in South Minneapolis, too. Down okay. on Lake Street near the river. Yep. But then left for the military and college and, and 
as since we said they're uh, offshore fishing. Right. So what, what, was there something about the current situation in Minneapolis that made you think this is a situation, this is, this situation calls for Bruce Lundin to get on the scene here. <laughs> Anything in particular break well, the camel's back here? Yeah, I wish I had some real grand motivations to, to have done this, but I, you know, uh, I did after watching the, the politics and realizing how, uh, some people, it's just astonishing how they move not in their best interest, or their opinions are often not in their own best interest. Right. And it gets to be a little frustrating. Well, it is. And in fact, that's, that's, that, that phrase itself, by the way, is one of the phrases that drives me crazy coming from the other side. Because, of course, we have all these, a, a slew of books written by progressives from the East Coast wondering why people in, in flyover land don't vote, quote, in their best interests. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... My best interests include a crime rate like Baltimore, a debt structure like New York City or Chicago, and uh, yeah. a, a pension plan that's going to take the state down like California. What exact? Where are my best interests in any of those things? So, yeah. now you're running yeah. for uh, Ward Ten, which is kind of down the center of the wedge, the eats, you know, the Nicollet uh, area above Lake Street. Uh, is that, do I have that correctly? Yeah, that's right. It's a great district. You know, it has a variety of things. It has the Eat Street. It has a, a wonderful uh, population of young people. It's just yeah. great to be around. Yeah. And then when you go across Lake Street and go down to about 46th Street, uh, at the bottom of the um, uh, ward, that's, uh, you know, single-family homes, right. solid families. So there's a good variety there of people. In I've it. lived all it's, – it's really odd. I left Minneapolis almost 30 years ago. I've lived I've lived all over that ward, actually. Mm-hmm. I lived out in 46 and Wentworth for a stretch. Well, and, yeah. Mitch, so did my mother. Oh, really? night, she came to the city in 1943 off the farm okay. and moved right down into 18th and LaSalle. Really? You know, okay. and so it has – how much things change, they don't. They still don't really change. They really don't. No. Gosh, 18th and LaSalle, that brings back a few memories. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, we're, we're talking with Bruce Lundin, GOP endorsed candidate for Ward 10 Minneapolis City Council. Who's the incumbent? In uh, Lisa Bender. Lisa uh, she, Bender. She's a young woman. She's one of the uh, police department's uh, biggest targets. They, really? You know, her and uh, Alano Cano. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. No, I did mean to laugh. Alondra Cano, I mean to laugh every time her name comes up. Yeah. Well, these people are have, have really handicapped the police with the uh, some of the uh, rescinding. Yeah, well, yes, rescinding the lurking and spitting laws and kind of handcuffing the police and yeah. doing their jobs and uh, of helping people. Yeah, I mean, just preserving basic public order. We talked about that a few weeks ago. The Strib is wondering why crime is, is going off the clock. And the North Loop, the, the trendy, yuppie-infested, or uh, hipster-infested North Loop, is like, yeah, well, yeah, you essentially make spitting, public urination, and drunkenness legal, which is what they've done, <laughs> and people will spit, be drunk, and, and that other thing. It's, it's inevitable. Yep. It's, you know, it's a great place for unprovoked assaults, shootings, and robberies. Oh, yeah. Panhandling, uh, out of control, lewd behavior, drunks, and open drug dealing. Yep. It's not the Minneapolis that, you're, that you grew up in. It's not the Minneapolis I moved to in so many. I mean, there was, of course, there's always been crime in Minneapolis, but it wasn't, it didn't make, I mean, that's the thing. Downtown these days, I'm a big guy. I'm terrified of guns and I would never carry one on me. No sorry, Bob, but... Downtown has this malevolence about it that it never had 30 years ago. Downtown was this shining, exciting place to be it used to be. And now downtown and, and the warehouse district, even back when the warehouse district was a bunch of warehouses, 
<laughs> when, when drunks passed out all over the place, it didn't have that aura of anything could come out of nowhere and conk you on the head that it has today. Yeah. Do you remember the Hennepin Avenue of, of our youth? You know, there was just people. The sidewalks were filled with people. Oh, yeah. I do. You know? I do. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember being out there when I first moved to town and in the first avenue of, of my 20s when I first moved down here. Mm-hmm. First avenue when uh, when the music scene was, was a big thing in Minneapolis. Yeah, I remember. I loved it. It's just not that way anymore. Well, you know, they come down for the, 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 the sports venues we have and then they leave. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same as downtown St. Paul. You got your Ordway, you got your Wild, and you got pretty much nothing else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's talk in the moments we have remaining. Well, it's, we we got to come up on a break here. First of all, how can people find out more about your candidacy? You got a website, Facebook page, any of that? Well, you can call me, uh, 612-978-8973. But okay. I, I do have a uh, website, uh, Bruce for City Council. Bruce for City Council. And I'll post uh, that at Shot in the Dark, that info, when I get a moment here. Mm-hmm. And then there is a uh, Facebook page, uh, uh, Bruce Lundeen, politician. I'm a little bit confused in how all that works, but um, it's up there. Dirty little secret, me too. Confuses <laughs> the bejeebers out of me. We'll yeah. talk about that more. I'll post your uh, website at shotinthedark.info when I get a moment here. Uh, we're talking with Bruce Lundeen, GOP-endorsed candidate for uh, Minneapolis City Council. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, especially if you are a Minneapolitan, who, you will get to the front of the line, of course. Give us a call, 651-289-4488. Uh, join us, won't you please? My name is Mitch Berg. My blog shot in the dark done info. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better, and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME22 to 3213. For a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME22 to 321-321 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME22 to 321-321. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. 
Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marion West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you want to talk with Bruce Lundeen, GOP-endorsed candidate for Minneapolis Ward 10 City Council. So, Bruce, let's talk a little bit about what happens if you get elected here. Obviously... Uh, it's going to be a tough campaign to get you into office, but uh, if there's if you don't hold out hope, what, what's the point of it all? Obviously, yeah. uh, and of course that's why people work on campaigns to try and change things. So let's just say that uh, with the grace of God and the tailwind, you wind up in office here. Uh, you replace Lisa Bender. You send her back to uh, the, the, the 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 nonprofit sector where she belongs. San Francisco, maybe San Francisco. Where she came from? Oh, really? I forgot about well, that. Well, she's from Shoreville, but she spent time in San Francisco. Shoreview is the San Francisco of the North. I mean, they they say that, don't they? I, I, I well, they do now. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about your first hundred days in office. Should you get into maybe not first hundred days? It's not like you're the executive or anything. But let's talk about your policies. You would you would f- further if you were elected to Ward Ten in Minneapolis. Well, I guess uh, I'd like to make known that, you know, a lot of things are not a Republican problem. You know, we've never had a Republican in office for about 30 years now. Yeah, at least. And um, uh, I wouldn't want to be like the, uh, isn't there a conservative over in in St. Paul who has said, uh, uh, I'm the one who says no all the time. (laughs) I'd like to be a little more uh, influential than that. But um, I think one of the important things that we could have maybe is... uh, Dare I say, reduce this job to a part-time, reduce the city council to a part-time and hire a uh, city manager who's really responsible to the city council. And... See that would be a great idea. I mean, I mean, get some of the take some of the the, the permanent sinecure out of getting into the political system in Minneapolis. I mean, right now you get into Minneapolis city politics; it's basically a lifetime meal ticket, right? If yeah. you get to be city councilman, it's like you know, I love hearing Alondra Cano whining about her lack of privilege. Good lord, you and your family are set for life. Shut up. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Bruce. Well, they you know they have so. Um... Uh, so much time in their hands that they involve themselves in so many things that have nothing to do with running a city. Oh, yeah. yeah there was just something yesterday in a paper about uh, a resolution they made. Uh, you know, and that's not the end of it. They're they're involved in real estate, the economy, the environment, uh, the development. And, the, and these things aren't in the proper lanes of the city council. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, Betsy Hodges and the leaders of the Minneapolis City Council have bet, both spent so much time virtue signaling about – 
issues that are state and federal issues about about immigration, about climate change, about about gun victim victim uh, disarmament. Excuse me, gun control and protecting us from President Trump. But yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing matters more than 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 Betsy Hodges's opinion about uh, about President Trump exactly. And so, get it, cut, cutting their hours down to the point where they pretty much have to deal with city business that would be a wonderful start. Yeah. And of course, it runs completely counter to what the DFL sees as the mission of the city council, which is to keep its political class fed, fat, and happy. Uh, with you know, them and their staffs and and the uh, nonprofits that they uh, work for when they're in and out of office. So, well, that's another thing that's in my neighborhood is nonprofits. Almost oh, every yeah. block in that neighbor in in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and partially it's a good thing because they've taken over some of the bigger mansions that nobody else could afford or would wish to run a home. Yeah. But it uh, the, the downside is that those properties don't pay taxes, right? And uh, uh, they've said as much as forty percent of the Roll tax rolls or property is off the tax rolls. And that's Jeez. how can how can a city survive like that if that keeps going? Uh, it it can't. I mean, it can only do it by by trying to squeeze more out of the people that are left who are paying taxes. Yeah, as we might call the economic, the real economic engine. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's all. That's all good. Idea. That's all good stuff so far here. So yeah, would and what the the other issue has to be, of course, attacking the problems that that Minneapolis does face right now. I mean, the the of course the city council has no direct responsibility for educational achievement gap. Mm-hmm. But the state of the city certainly has to play its role in the fact that its students are falling farther and farther behind. I mean, the achievement gap in Minneapolis is worse than Philadelphia or Detroit or New Orleans, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, it, the state of the city cannot help that one bit. Uh, Bruce it's not, it's un, unfathomable uh, what goes on. I, you know, it, it kind of gets back to the the role of government has been confused. You know, uh, the, people don't understand how our government is uh, designed, I think. And they, they start looking at uh, the chief executive, which would be the mayor or the governor or is the president, uh, to solve all the problems. And the, the government in, the, in our Democratic Republican was never intended to operate that way. Yeah, uh, we take uh, we have a legislature that makes the rules. Exactly. And by the way, that's there's an important lesson here. I think the Minneapolis City Committee is doing a good job of, of applying this lesson. That is, a lot of times when parties are far, far, far out of power, as I learned when I was a libertarian with a big L, they will say, OK, my odds of getting elected president are exactly the same as my odds of getting elected uh, to the park board. So what the heck? Let's run for president. Mm-hmm. Let the good times roll. That's exactly what I did, by the way. I ran for state treasurer because it was probably more interesting than running for soil and water district in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you don't start moving the needle on some of these winnable races, your park boards, your soil and water districts, your city councils, uh, well, nothing's ever going to change. We have to have we as Republicans or as conservatives, as libertarians, as any of the minor parties, the lesser parties right now in this state, have to have a name on the ballot. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And and if if nothing else, a name on the ballot it keeps some some votes out of the other guy's hands. And if they they happen to to run a really hellacious campaign and and win some more votes, more power to all the good guys. <laughs> we all win. And the outcomes can be real surprising, you know. In, in the uh, last election uh, two years ago, I ran for a state representative, right? And and there were neighborhoods that I got twenty uh, percent of the vote on, right? Uh, it, you know, that's that's not it's not chicken pit. feed. It's not chicken feed. <laughs> no, I, I've I've learned this in being involved in St. Paul politics, and St. Paul isn't quite as far gone as the wedge, and and that part as as Ward Ten in Minneapolis. But it, I learned that in St. Paul, if you uh, 
this was a few years back, but if you were a warm body on the ballot, you could count on prob- with an R behind your name, you could count on 25% of the race. Uh, if you were a really, really good candidate and you worked your butt off, you might make it to 30 uh, if you were lucky and worked really hard. And if, of course, you were a terrible candidate, you'd come in mm-hmm. like 20 or 15 sometimes. Now, those numbers have dropped since then because I think a lot of Republicans are leaving the city mm-hmm. once and for all. But there's a whole lot of people out there who don't know it yet but should be Republicans, and reaching them is the big challenge to all of us. Well, the old man that I am, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to some young people in my neighborhood, which I already said there's a lot of, and, you know, their eyes open up, they get big and round, and, uh-huh. and, and you, they listen to you, and, and maybe you, sometimes you do reach one or two. Every once in a while it happens. I remember back when I was the only conservative pundit in the Twin Cities punk rock scene in the 80s. My band practiced uh, in your ward uh, at, at that point, and it was kind of fun walk, walking up to these people who fancied themselves as socialists with their Che Guevara T-shirts and saying, you live your life like a conservative. You watch your money. You don't spend what you don't have. You, you, you try and develop your merit at your craft uh, to, to make it big. And uh, that's you don't get more conservative than that. Anyway, Bruce Lundeen, one more time, your website and your Facebook page. Yeah, uh, Bruce Lundeen for City Council and uh, Bruce for City Council. Bruce for City Council is the website. I have that posted at shotinthedark.info right now. Uh, for people who want to find out more about your campaign, maybe pony up a buck or two. Best of luck in the election. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. And we'll be talking with Jason Kovacs, by the way, who's also running for Minneapolis City Council. It's the cavalcade of council people on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you self-motivated and creative? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Do you believe in the importance of small business? Oh, yeah. Then call us. We're looking to add an additional account executive here at Salem Media Twin Cities, and you may be perfect for our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call today at 651-289-4418. That's 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. If you're like most people near retirement, you're concerned about running out of money before you run out of life. Hugh Hewitt here with Sheila Franks from Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisor Sheila. It's a real fear among people. You know, Hugh, it really is. The people I talk to are really afraid and wonder how they're going to replace that income and protect the lifestyle that they've worked so hard to create. What's the one crucial thing that people need to consider, Sheila? Hugh, it's really about how are they going to generate income in addition to their Social Security to ensure that they don't have to change their lifestyle that they've worked so hard to accomplish. Are you 100% confident that your money will last as long as you do? Call Sheila Franks at Lifestyle Financial Tax Advisors. 763-545-5555. 763-545-5555. 763-545-5555. Sheila will help you create a blueprint for income for the rest of your life. Listen to Sheila's radio show Saturdays at 7 a.m. on The Patriot. Call her here at 763-545-5555. Hugh Hewitt is a paid spokesperson and is not a client of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors or Global Financial Private Capital. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-915-2344. 
Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. That's 1-800-915-2344. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. So whether it's maximizing your social security, it's figuring out ways that are best to take a pension that you may have, creating a lifetime income strategy from whatever asset base it is you have, really evoked mind and, and get people thinking about, hey, these things might work for me. Saturday at 3 and Sundays at 11 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.